This audio production is brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com, David Wolf's premium longevity member site. Okay, welcome everyone. I'm your host, Lucian Gothier, and I am here with two legends, David Wolf, who needs no introduction, and Truth Calkins, who is our go-to person for Chinese herbs. This particular segment that we're bringing you today is focused on Shazandraberry. So I'd like to begin this interview with you, Truth Calkins, and ask you about Shazandraberry. What are the unique insights that you possess with Shazandraberry? I know recently Ron Teagarden had said in an interview that if he were asked about one herb, if there was only one herb he could take, what would it be? And he answered Shazandraberry. Could you explain a little bit as to why he would answer with Shazandraberry? Well, he, um, you know, his Taoist teacher, Master Sanjian Park, his favorite herb was Shazandra. If, if, you know, if asked a serious Taoist like that who had been raised with the education of the three treasure tonic herbs, if asked, you could only consume one tonic herb for the rest of your life, you could only have one, which would it be? The answer is Shazandra. And that's why Ron named his daughter that. It's just from the beginning of time in Chinese tonic herbalism and all Asian herbal systems going all the way back, Shazandra has been used and it's been revered as like the quintessence of, of health, as a, as a superior herb. It was, you know, written about very highly in Shenong's Pharmacopoeia, the first tonic herb book, going back a couple thousand years ago. Um, you know, it was famous among emperors who had lots of concubines because it built their sexual power, but it was popular among women, especially in the imperial courts, because it made their skin so beautiful and the women liked to look good. And it was popular among the Taoists so much because it built spiritual power. And it was popular among common folk because it just increases their vitality and helps them adapt to the work life and improves their, their focus and their mental energy and, um, which helps them, you know, live, live and work and deal with life better. It's got such a deep, major, amazing history. Everyone's heard of Shazandra, who's a little bit into health or herbs. I mean, not as much as ginseng. Like, everyone in the world, whether you're into health or not, has heard of ginseng. But once you get a little bit into health stuff, you know, you hear of other herbs, and you hear of Shazandra, and even Western herb companies, like Herb Farm, will make a Shazandra product, and you can walk into a, any common health food market in America and probably find some sort of dry Shazandra berry product you can buy real cheap and if you ask what it's for they'll just you know it's good for your liver or it's you know it's they don't really get that specific like western herbs are just kind of nutritive and have certain benefits in a little bit of one area like, like the liver or whatever but if you really study deep on a Chinese background and the Taoist level of, of, a, of a food like Shizandra it is it is really deep. It's really amazing. So I think, you know, that's why Ron went with this herb because it's the quintessence of Chinese herbalism going all the way back among the most knowledgeable herbologists in Asia. And among the three treasures, which one would you classify Shazandra as? Do you find that there's any unique properties of Shazandra just being a berry? I know goji berry is considered a yin jing tonic herb. So it's not completely unique in being a berry that's also a highly regarded herb. What's your classification of Shazandra in, in terms of the three treasures? And what's the unique properties of Shazandra by, by virtue of the fact that it's a berry? What is it able to give us maybe, for example, that a root or a bark or a leaf doesn't give us? Well, the name in Chinese kind of says, it says a lot about it, Wu uh, Wei Tzu which means five-taste fruit, because there's a different taste to the pit and the meat and the skin and the core, be it sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter. And shizander is a pretty magical herb. You, you really have to consume it every day for a while, like a 100 days. And then it starts to really purify the blood and the liver, and it starts to, it starts to enter all 12 meridians, of the system, of the Chinese acupuncture system, the energy pathways of the body, which then feeds vitality and health to all the five primary organs, just like the five flavors, heart, liver, lung, kidney, spleen. To go even deeper on a, on a Taoist philosophical level, it nourishes the, the, the essence of the five elements, which is, which is really, you know, the, the earth, wood, fire, metal, water. 
And this five elemental theories goes in deep with the whole three treasure system and five primary organ system of Chinese medicine. But because it goes into all 12 meridians, all five organs, it it nourishes Jing, Qi, and Shen in abundance. It increases vitality, which gives you Qi. It has such an adaptogenic effect, not just physiologically, which, it, which we can talk about, but, but mentally. It improves memory. It increases mental energy. It increases intelligence. It increases mental recall, but yet it promotes a calmness, a subtle calmness and a focus. And even your eyesight improves and your peripheral vision opens up and your hearing improves. And um, and the Jing, because it tonifies the kidney, especially tonifies the, the water chi to the kidney, which is the sexual fluid, but it's astringent. So astringent herbs um, have a locking nature to the Jing. So if you take Shizandra, it's going to lock in your Jing and consolidate it and build it. And sexual fluids will build over time, but your chi is building, your Jing, your core energy is building over time. If you take it an astringent herb like Shizander with other Jing herbs, it'll magnify and lock those in. So because it provides Jing Chi Shan in abundance, all five elements, all five primary organs enters all 12 meridians, and it, it eliminates toxins, it purifies the blood, and slowly and safely, it's phase one and phase two liver detoxifier, meaning it can, it can drudge the liver of toxins like a harsher cleansing herb like milk thistle or cuplurum or something. But, if it, those toxins are dumped in the bloodstream, and now you'd normally need a blood purifier to remove them, otherwise you reabsorb the toxins in your fat cells. But because Shizandra cleans the liver and the blood, it cleans the, the phase two, it cleans the blood of the toxins released by the liver, so you don't accumulate them. And it does it gently. It doesn't strip the organs. It's not hard, like, like if you take too much of a harsh cleansing or too long, it can do that. Shizandra is gentle, but it's magical over time. And, and that's why it makes the skin so lustrous and beautiful over time and protects it from the elements and keeps the fluids in the skin in the right places too. So I think that covers the, the three treasure aspect. And David, I'd like to ask you about your experiences with Shizandra. When were the first times that you began to use this herb? What were the ways that you used it? How did you get introduced to Shizandra? What kind of turned you onto it? And how did you recognize it as a beneficial herb that you wanted to do something with? My initial introduction to Shizandra must have come through Ron Teagarden at some point, and I don't recall the exact moment when it happened, but Ron's teacher, and, and the, the, his master, who, who lived on the great tonic herbs pretty much exclusively like wild foods up in the mountains of China, was a huge fan of Shizandra. And his position was that this is actually the greatest herb in the world. And, of course, the Chinese herbal theory around Shizandra is well-researched, well-known. It enters all meridians. It has all five flavors. So amongst all that information, I was like, well, I should probably try this. And I really like berries as a, as a source of a superfood, goji berries, Shizandra berries. We hear a lot about mushrooms, and we hear a lot about roots. But another big category of the great super herbs and superfoods in the world is, is this class of berries, and I'm a big fan of berries. I think berries are probably, in general, the most valuable food source for humans and, and the most reliable, and also, I think, the most amenable to different body types and met metabolisms. When I started doing it, if I recall, as a tea, I started doing Shizandra berry tea, and you know what, I, I actually remember those first incidences, I was doing it as a tea, and I was mixing it in to a container that I had it was like a about the size it was one of those glass containers with a big wide mouth on it that I used to carry around and I used to shove in there goji berries and cacao beans and almonds and I put vanilla beans in there like kind of layer them around the edges and I and I was also put stuffing in there little chunks of cacao butter and then I was throwing shizandra in there as well and I remember specifically just beyond the initial experiences of the tea, which is a very rich and very aromatic tea, but I remember those incidences of eating just one little shizander berry and how potent it was when you just eat it straight up. And I remember just being totally, like, awakened by that, and I started doing that on air flights. So if I'd be traveling from New York to Toronto, I'd snack on a couple shizander berries. If I was traveling from Los Angeles to Denver, I'd snack on a few shizander berries. And so that's, that's how I got into it, and I still feel today that 
its position may not be the number one position in Chinese medicine, but it's definitely in the top ten. And do you find that Chisander works in, really well for a raw foodist who's doing like a regular raw food protocol, maybe like a big salad and then a brown drink and then juicing occasionally? How, how do you see Chisander fitting into the whole raw food lifestyle? Does it have a tonic placement? Do you find that may, maybe it's something that would just be introduced randomly when someone just wants to do it? What's your strategy with how to use Chisandra? Well, Shazandra is definitely a tonic herb. It can be eaten daily as a food. And the, the thing to me about it is, is just how do you get it in? Because it is very aromatic. It can be very bitter. It can be very pungent. Um, it does have sweet overtones, no question about that. But it's not always appropriate. Like sometimes you kind of look at Shazandra and go, oh, I don't think today. But let's say you're dealing with a condition. Let's say somebody had a liver problem, like hepatitis or something like that. Then Shazandra is indicated. That's the best ally you've got against that kind of condition. So it, in that case, I, you know, if I had that situation going on, I'd be motivated. And if somebody has that going on or they have a liver cirrhosis or they've been an alcoholic all their life or they've been addicted to drugs and they're rehabilitating to, from drugs and they have liver damage, then that's, that's something that's going to inspire you to get into Shazandra as a major component of your healing program. And, and it does suddenly something happens about it that does actually make it beyond the the resistance into, oh, I could actually eat this and, and it works for me. Um, I do add it to teas myself quite a bit, but I, I found that there's a certain amount that you can get away with. If you go do too much, it flips the whole tea and it suddenly everything tastes like Shazandra, which which kind of throws the tea. You know, there's a certain amount that you can get away with. And I, I just, I'm very conservative now when I use Shazandra in a tea, but I will put it in there in the background and I often use it with goji berries. The, the formulas that I really have liked over the years that really have kind of spoke to me because, again, the biggest problem for me is really eating enough Shizandra is the combination formulas that Jing Herbs does, the Longan Shizandra goji combination, which is an amazing combination. And that kind of takes out all the elements in the Shizandra flavor I, that it personally kind of caused me to get a little bit resistant to it. And then probably today, that's how I get most of my Shazandra into my body is, is through those little tinctured formulas like that. So, Truth, if someone comes into the tonic bar, what are some of the symptoms, what are some of the maladies or complaints that people will relate to you where the first thing that you'll think of is, oh, this person needs Shazandra? What are those key phrases and words that you hear from people when they're giving you their sort of health history that clicks in your mind, okay, they need Shazandra? Well, the first thing is women with skin, women who, you know, young women with acne, um, women that are just interested in anti-aging aspect because of the nucleic acid synthesis, the protein synthesis, there are definitely anti-aging properties to under consumed over time. But, you know, we, and women's menstruation may not be perfect and Shazandra, you know, if they get toxins in their blood and their liver and their liver stagnation affects the, the reproductive cycle so much. And so oftentimes women just know they want to improve their skin. Shazander is the first herb that I would go to to give them. People that kind of want multiple things at once, like someone that wants something that's going to build libido, something that's going to increase their vitality during the day for work to give them energy, something that's going to take, you know, cleanse their body on a daily basis, sort of protect them, cleansing the liver and the blood, something that's going to sharpen their mind so that they can concentrate and focus um, under mental aspects um, much better. And someone who needs to adapt to stress much better. Um, or it might be someone who's just on a spiritual path with their herbs and they want to, you know, they maybe they've discovered reishi, and that's a very profound shen herb when you take it properly, and they want to go further. And when you take really good shizandra, like I, I cut open the fit packets from Dragon Herbs because this is fingerprint identification um, transfer technologies. It's like it's like raw. It's like eating the fresh berry up off the vines in China. And I cut open a couple packs and put it straight in my mouth and swish it around in my lips a little bit and then swallow. And I'll do that several times a day. You immediately have this semi high, like this feel good, this calm. There's subtle adaptogenic properties that work on the mind, body, and spirit all the way through your entire being. And they'll use it for shen disturbance stuff, like like 
nervousness, paranoia, anxiety um, because of the Shen aspect, but it'll it'll improve the average person and anyone in a spiritual practice. They're going to just feel more joy in the moment, more presence, more clarity. But what it does to the physical body, it's really, if you take good Shazan or if you take it right, it's it's like, it's, it's subtle and magical, but it's profound because it does so many things. And you just have to keep taking it and you feel it. Special formula that Ron T. Gardens come up with, which is the Dragon Herb Spring Dragon Drops that we carry at the Longevity Warehouse. This is one of our favorite new products, and it's really amazing. And all of us on the team have been really getting into it because it's got gynostema, astragalus root, goji berry, shizandra berry, um, Luhan Guo and the uh, Eleutheria root, which is a Siberian ginseng. Can you talk a little bit about this formula and how it, it seems that Shazander berry is always used in many, many different formulas? It's kind of like it's kind of like one of those herbs that you always see in a formula list. And then maybe some of the magical properties of that combined with goji and things like astragalus and gynostema. Yeah, the Chinese like to formulate, but sometimes herbs are so good, they're um, they're used by itself, like reishi or like ginseng. Um, Shizandra is so good, it's used by itself, but um, there's always almost a, a certain amount of it put in every top formula out there because of the astringent properties it locks in. It works other herbs. If you take it with other jing tonics, it builds jing. Um, it's, it's just so good, you can't really skip it. Um, although I, I prefer, I also like people to, because it sounds all good in theory, you can read about it, and you can take a formula, and there's a little bit of shizandra in there, and, you're like, and if you read about it, you're like, okay, I know this is good for me, so I'm going to take this. But you're not necessarily experiencing how good shizandra is. If you get some really good berries, and you cook up a tea, and you drink it, or you make, you know, a hot cup of gynostemic tea, and you put in like six to nine squirts, of a good tincture like Three Sisters by Jing Herbs, Shizandra, Lyceum, and Longan. But the Shizandra in there is really a great extract. And then when you drink it, and then you can really feel the, the just the calmness. The, your your lungs actually open up and you start taking in more air. You breathe better. There's an, a, an adaptogenic effect. protects the adrenals. And you can feel immediate wonderful things happen. Same with the fit. I cut open the fit packets from Dragon Herbs and put it straight in my mouth and swish that around. Um, but then the the real great thing is it's watching people change who stick with it. If you get someone on a program and you tell them to take a good Shizandra product and take the, a proper dose every day without fail and just keep taking it and tell them it's about long term. If you're going to be the kind of person that could be consistent and committed and, and do this regularly and not be too result-oriented immediately, a lot of Americans have, you know, have a lot of instant gratification they need. But Shizandra is going to, you know, give you a gift after three months. And the people that take it every day like that, you watch them months later, and their skin just sort of glows. And they're peaceful, and they're happier, and they have more energy. And it just makes your life better. It's it's really incredible. The, the stories in China of people like, like, like men or even older, who had taken Shizandra for over 15 years, like good quality, good dosage. They had, you know, an acronym, was it, you know, they had skin like a, a jade girl, which is a, you know, phrase for, for just tremendous beauty. And such a person can go through storms and through sun and through wind and, and you know, harsh elements, and still their skin would not seem to be affected by the elements because the, the way Shizandra protects the skin and promotes beauty from within so 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 powerfully. Truth, for someone who seems to retain a lot of water, like I know there's certain body types that like to retain water. I feel like I'm one of them. I, I seem to retain fluids rather naturally, and I tend towards herbs that allow me to release fluids more easily. Is there any problem or contraindication with someone who tends to be sort of a water retainer and using Shizander because it locks in fluids? And, and or is it kind of working on a different wavelength? What's what's the um, understanding that we can generate for those for those people in that situation with that body type? Well, Shizandra it te- seems to lock in the fluids only where you need it. Okay, like it was a little more moisture to your skin, 
the vaginal fluids are accumulating over time or the or the, the sexual fluids. Um, it's it's you know it's not gonna make you retain water per se. It's it's not a diuretic either. But um, if if you're someone who tends to, to noticeably be holding water more, you could just drink more gynosterma because that's some you know if you drink high doses of it, it's a mild diuretic. Or you could take wider trachylodes, um, which is a stronger spleen chi tonic, and the spleen helps move water. But in general, over time, you know the the, the lungs and the liver and the kidneys get stronger, and the kidneys are also partly responsible for processing water. So if your kidneys get stronger, if you have excess water, you should process it. But if you, you know, as people get older and their hormones go down, they start getting depleted, they um, they usually get drier. And as women start going through menopause and they get hotter, and they get hot flash, they're burning up the fluids and they're drier. And Shazandra, you know, as we get older and older, the, the retaining fluids at an intracellular level and in the proper places in the body becomes very important. And, you know, you could be unhealthy as you get older and you could have both. You could be dehydrated at an intracellular level, be very low on on useful reproductive fluids and extracellular matrix like hyaluronin and, and the, you know, your eyes are dry, your skin is dry, your hair is, is brittle. And at the same time, you could... You could have a bloated face, you know, because you're holding water or you're inflamed with yeast and candida and um, or you have, you know, bad thyroid that creates bloating in the face or hands and feet or you have edema where you're bloating in your, in your ankles because your body can't, your kidneys can't detox fast enough with whatever's going on in your system. But Shazandra is highly adaptogenic. I mean, it's, it's such an intelligent herb at balancing so many aspects of your being that I don't think you have to worry about that. Dave, what about the flavor of Shazandra? You just touched on that briefly, but it's considered or called the five-flavored fruit. It's got all the different flavors. It, it tends, from what I've read and researched, it tends to be considered more of an astringent, but it does possess all the different flavors. Let's talk about flavor for a minute, because I know in the recent talk at the Longevity Now conference, you did talk about getting more bitters into your diet and the the bitter taste being being one of medicine and healing. Talk about taste for a minute. What's your what's your kind of understanding on taste, and and what is the danger of always turning to the sweet taste? Well, we we have just been enculturated with that whole idea of everything's sweet, everything's got to be sweet, and we don't really realize the power of bitter. And, and bitter, bitter, by the way, is always associated like bitter and warming food, which is really what Shazandra is. That's that's heart. That's heart support. That's like it opens your heart. So right there we go, oh, okay, when I have bitter things, it actually has a, a derivative benefit. I've found, and I think most people listening to this have a, would agree with me if they played around with this long enough, that if I hear something about Shazandra, I get more out of eating it. I, all of a sudden, if I hear that, oh, I, wait, that bitter flavor is going to help my heart, I, somehow it it does help me more. I feel it more. It, does, it works better. There's something to that depth of intent. So with each one of these flavors, let's say with Shazander, it's got all five. It's got pungent, which is kind of the acrid flavor, sweet, sour, bitter, and salty. Each one of those has its own particular important um, pungent foods. They're, they're carminatives. They help you digest food. They help you break down food. Um, bitter foods help you break down food, but they also have this effect of, and, and by the way, the pungent element has its, that's where the alkaloids are. Then the bitter elements, sure, it'll have alkaloids there, but it has this effect on the heart and opening the heart and warming the body. Um, sweet is about the, you know, the wonder of life and about opening up to abundance, but overdone, it, you know, it, it's got its, it's got its flip side. Sour is about hydration. Salty is about hydration. So this, these get into the waters of our body and bring different elements. And I believe that originally, probably when they first stumbled across Shazandra berries growing wildly up there in the temperate regions of China and the mountainous regions, they probably first detected the, the wonderful broad-spectrum tonic effects on all, all the different organ systems from this herb from the fact that all the flavors were present. And that seems very obvious now. We, we can look at it and go, oh, wait a second, that's kind of obvious. If it has all the flavors, then it should have all these derivative effects. However, in our culture, because we don't really, te- we technically don't really 
have the sensitivity to flavor as we once did, that may bypass us. We may not be seeing that or feeling that in the way that our original ancestors did and the way that we can again now when we open up to the to the simple ideas, the simple truths of life. Interesting. And can we talk about Shazandra Berry for a minute, just the, the actual berry, which is um, usually associated with antioxidants. Can you talk a little bit about berries in general and maybe – I know we're going to talk about goji berry in a minute, but the the unique characteristics of these berries, because they don't sort of seem to fit the mold of like a blueberry, a strawberry. They seem to be an entirely different class of berry. The Shizandra berry, as far as I know, I've tried to grow it. I've never successfully grown Shizandra. It grows on vines, and and the fruits are um, kind of plump and red. So they're red in color. That's interesting, which probably indicates that they are also a very good tonic for our eyes. All berries have different colors. They look like eyes. So from that doctrine of signatures perspective, that obvious perspective that the ancients had and that we regain now, we can say, oh, okay, this is, this is eye medicine. Berries, in my opinion, they kind of get a free pass in all herbal systems. Some things are not good for some people. Some people cannot, for example, eat tons of protein. Some people cannot eat tons of sweets. Some people cannot eat, you know, like bananas, real sweet stuff like that. Um, but berries are more mineral rich. They have a, a, lot, a lot more pectin in them. They have a lot more polysaccharides in them. They have more medicinal action. Just the simple blueberry has a wonderful fiber, and that fiber draws off bad estrogen, for example. It's kind of a demulcent fiber, so it helps to heal the gut. And then blueberries have the action of being an antidepressant, according to the latest research. Um, and the actual antidepressant compound that's in there is called an epicatechin, which is the antioxidant pigment. It's the color pigment, as a matter of fact. I kind of consider, to me, like of all foods, if we're going to have something that's sweet, and th- then we're going to have to go at it with with a berry of some sort at first, if we have that choice and it's available to us. And when we do the berries, especially when they're fresh, you can just do, you know go for it. Really, in in the season, eat tons of them. Shazandra berry actually is very present in the particular ecosystem where it grows in China, but is relatively difficult to replicate. I've not only tried to replicate it from and grow it from. Dry Shazander berries, which never worked, but I even bought Shazander seeds. That didn't work. Um, but I have heard of successful farms over here in America. There is a guy in Massachusetts who's doing a wonderful um, Shazandra farm now, and that's the belt in terms of temperature where it's going to be growing. So Shazandra is not a tropical. It is a temperate berry. That's interesting, and I, I guess I would ask, is there any sort of equivalent to Shazandra's? Let's say that this is something that came out of China mainly. What would be, I know some herbal systems sort of have an equivalent for different, one herbal system will have an equivalent herb. It's not the exact same herb, but does something similar. Is there sort of an equivalent in Amazonian or Ayurvedic or Native American herb, herbal systems that would do the same thing or have the same function as Shazandra? Unknown. I mean, sure, I could come up with some guesses. I would say noni in the Polynesian system of herbalism and medicine, noni fruit would have that that tremendous um, tonic effect on all organic systems and all meridians. I would say in the in the Amazonian herbal system, it's probably sacha yurgon, um, sacha yurgon, which is the, the the snake plant. And if I was going to go into Ayurveda, I might I might select tulsi for its, its brilliant array of all the different things and meridians it can enter and what it can do. Um, but, the, you know, there's never a- actually anything like anything else. It's, it's kind of like, you know, the same but different. There's, there's, a, there's a wonderful thing to be said for the unique character of every herb in the world, and it's like a, it's like a personality. And Shazandra is just one of those things that is it's, it's so friendly, it's so easy, and it's so medicinal, and it's caloric. And it's like I got everything you could want, right? Because when you eat a bunch of berries, you have food. You're like, well, I'm full. I can eat that. That's great. And it feels good. Um, but if you're just eating, say, ginseng, there's something to be said for the fact that there's no calories in ginseng. You can't really actually live on it alone forever right. if you're going to be eating food anyway because the, cause the calories are missing. And, and that's why berries to me seem to be very important. They actually have a caloric side to them, yet they also have strong medicinal action. 
we talked a little bit about sort of spring dragon drops, schizandra in formulation. What about just tinctures in general? I know, for example, the Longevity Warehouse, we carry the the one-pound Chinese herbs, organic schizandra berries, like the bulk berries themselves. Do you find there's any difference between using sort of a schizandra tincture in formulation or even a tincture on its own and using the whole berries, either eating them straight or having them in a tea? I, I know some during the master's workshop with the Longevity Now conference on the panel, we're talking about how some tinctures such as deer antler, uh, velvet antler, and other tinctures with growth factors that are more hormonal are very sensitive to the acidic environment of the stomach. And that's why tinctures are ideal because it goes right into the capillaries in the mouth. Is there like sort of a delivery system that's most ideal for Shazandra? Do you prefer tinctures over the teas? Um, is there another way, like a powdered, like a powdered version that you would just put in a smoothie? I've tried all three, and I like the powdered one myself. Uh, putting it in a smoothie, it seems to be for me. You know, I like the way it tastes, and I like the way I experience it. But what's your take on sort of like the different versions, like the whole berries, the powder, and then the tincture? Shizandra is such a broad herb that any way you take it, it's going to be good for you, but it's going to vary, and sometimes quite a lot, depending on the type of extract and the source, the quality of the herb. So when you're buying bulk berries, there is a variation, but, you know, depending on the source. Is it like D-Dow? Is it Mountain Dow? Is it like, you know, Northern Shizandra? Is it Southern Shizandra? Um, you know, look at the quality of it. Is it good, well-formed fruit, dark purple, or is it kind of gray, brown, black? just lifeless, you'll know when you cook it, too. Cooking shizander berries, there's an, you know, it's a short cook herb, so in 10 minutes of simmering, you can make a nice tea. And there's subtle overtones that come off in a fresh-cooked tea that are just nice to experience. But not everyone does that every day. And there are deeper aspects of the pit and the, and the fruit that may not be coming out as strong in that kind of an extract. Now, a tincture, traditionally, I've, I've liked the tinctures a lot like uh, Ron T. Gardens, Dragon Herbs, their best-selling formula for, for years when I worked for them was Shizandra Lyceum. And now that they have FIT, they have Goji Shizandra, which is pretty much the same thing, but it's the FIT technology. And um, and that's still one of their top sellers, a great product. Um, those two herbs do so much. They're so great together, that especially for women's health, but for everyone, that, that they are the best sellers. So... Because there's so many aspects to Shizandra at different layers of the of the berry, in the core, in the pit, in the dried fruit, in the skin, that when you get an extract that's made properly, um, they're getting so much out and all the subtle overtones uh, of all the different primal energies that it offers um, are coming out really well, and that's why you'll feel it in the tincture. Now, a capsule of a concentrated hot water extract of Shizandra is still good for you. It's great for your liver. You might not feel it in some ways as much as a tincture because some of those overtones, like the subtle shen effect, is more noticeable with a tincture. But I'd still take a capsule or I'd take some of both because of the health benefits and the liver and, and the immune system. Um, and then my my favorite way to experience Shizandra really is probably the fit packets, which is this raw extract. Like, it's the closest thing to eating the fresh berry off the vine in China. And you just cut open a packet and pop it in your mouth and swish it around with your saliva and suck on it. And it's tart, but it's kind of, but it tastes good. And after you swallow it, you literally start feeling all of the magic adaptogenic properties that Shazander does. You just, you just feel it. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's not, you know, it's not like the deep, immediate, dropping into the Tao and letting go of everything in your ego all at once, like what Reishi did for me the first time I opened up for Reishi and drank it in a tea. It's like you just wanted to sit and meditate and stare at a tree for, for the whole day. You were you couldn't even think. You were so in in the now. But Shizandra has a has this subtle clarity, this expansion of your of all your senses, it's softly, this this um mood upliftment. Um, this relaxation, just subtly, any slight, small stress response that's going on in your body. Your blood pressure's going a little fast, your heart rate, or, or your, you know, it just sort of like eases, it just opens, it settles. And, um, you feel an increased mood and, and a calmness, but an increased energy. 
it's really weird how you have this increased energy, but you have this calmness. And they, they believe in China. I mean, it makes you smarter, and the, the students take it before exams, increases mental recall, improves your eyesight, your hearing, your peripheral vision. Um, it, it uh, but yet it builds vitality in your in your body, and then it's it's cleansing the liver and the blood. So if you get in the habit of doing this every day, ongoing, just ongoing, month and month and month or years, just keep taking it, you're going to witness more and more cumulative benefits that make makes makes you earn more respect for the herb because there's not many foods that do that that are that you know that special and cumulatively your skin will get more beautiful and your jing will build and your there's you know and if you're not sexually active and you're taking a lot of shizandra over a long time it'll accumulate so much that it it can become an aphrodisiac for some people it's, it's really potent but increases sensitivity in intercourse and and it increases um you know, really, really tonifies the kidneys and the liver and the lungs. Really, and it really improves your breathing. It, it seems like something opens up. You can feel it with the fit right away when you get this high clarity. At the same time as you're getting this high, maybe part of it is that there's an ease to breathing. Like there's almost no effort. Like your lungs are are breathing on automatic. You don't even. It feels like breath just came into you. Like you didn't even have to breathe because. Normally, especially if we live in a city, standard kind of moistens the lungs. We have dry lungs from the climate, and our lung chi is deficient. Usually, all people that get their lung pulse checked that live in the matrix, you know, their their lung chi is weak. And right away, when you take the shizandra, it's like there's this effortless breath that comes into your body, and there's this clarity, and there's this upliftment, and this well-being. It really gives you a sense of satisfaction. I, I think it's a shantonic for sure because it, it's just appreci- you appreciate. Life, if you, you feel that, that all those things open up. You're more aware of yourself and, 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 and how good it feels to be healthy and alive. It's, so the fits, fits are probably my favorite. I like the tinctures a lot too. Um, the Three Sisters is a really good tincture from Jane Herbs. Um, I take the capsules as well from Dragon Herbs every day because it's a real concentrated capsule and they're easy. Um, either easy to throw in a hot tea and blend up and the capsule will melt and explode and take six every day and that's especially if you know you got a detox and you're trying to cleanse just just taking the Susandra capsule is probably the quickest most powerful way you can take, take up to six twice a day it's a very economical formula at like 17 bucks a bottle retail if you you can swallow the capsules or you can throw the capsules in a hot tea and blend it and they'll just they'll just break open in the blender and mix with the with the tea or the hot water, and then you can drink that. That's like times when I struggled early years on the body ecology diet, and I would relapse and eat some food that was really really way off the diet, and I knew it, and I wanted to jump back the next day and cleanse. Or if I had gone a few days off on a bad skin, one of the first herbs I start doing a lot of for a while, I knew to help purify my blood and my body was a lot of shizandra. Just a lot of shizandra. And the, the, the magic is being a Taoist and knowing the crossover, all the other benefits that come from shizandra. It's a wise herb. Because at the end of the day, you've only got so many things you can eat a day, and you have only have so much time or so many herbs you can take. And, you know, like Gynostema doing so many things with its broad Japanicide range, shizandra, as far as all the energies of life, all the primal energies, all the elements, the, all the three treasures, all the meridian health, and the detoxification, which is so important today in our modern world with the metals and the environment and the food supply and the air and the water and, and everything. It's the Shizandra is number one safest, best, protective cleansing, detoxification herb. And um, so I like those capsules in the tea or just swallow it. Plus, I'll do fit packets. I just like to carry them around my backpack and your pockets and your car and purse and just carry those fit packets. They're so handy, small and flat, you know, but when you cut one open and you pop it in your mouth and swish it around, just suck on it like a candy. It's tart and sweet. And then you swallow it immediately. You feel that lift. And if you're going through a little more stress, you'll really feel it. And if you're tired and you're doing that all the time, you're just not going to be as tired all the time because it, it's, it's, it has an anti-fatigue effect. It'll start increasing vitality. But if you make teas and you like to put, you know, tinctures are really great in a straight, like Dynastema tea and tinctures, like tear antler and ant, really important in liquid, um, shizandra. But those are tinctures that are 
really good to put in a warm tea. Because if, if I just put the shisandra in my mouth, it's good too. But if my stomach's empty and I make a warm tea and I put the shisandra tincture into the, into the warm tea, like a good dose of Three Sisters, my favorite, and then I drink that, when this, because the shisandra is mixed in the warm tea, when it goes into my stomach, it'll open the stomach receptors and then the herb starts to go in the meridian and then you will really feel quite a pronounced effect uh, from the shisandra. It's not quite a sparkling, fresh, high, magical shen opening effect that you feel from the fit packet straight in your mouth, but on the lower regions of the body, more in the core, because the warm tea, it's, it's so inviting to the stomach and the spleen, and that the, 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 the three treasure meridian effect in the warm tea probably goes in faster, deeper. On a, on a core level, deeper in my body, putting shisandra tinctures in hot tea and drinking it that way, you'll feel more. It's stronger. And that's one of the best tonics. It's, it's like six nights worth of three sisters or another good shisandra tincture, like shisandra lysine, goji, goji shisandra. Put that in hot tea and drink that on empty. Kind of stem is great because it has a little shisandra lysine in it already. The leaves of the gynostemma in the spring dragon tea are sprayed with a liquid extract of shisandra and lysine and a little astragalus and uh, eleuthero and lohane. But basically, when you've got a full-spectrum tincture shisandra that's mixed in a hot tea and you drink it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open the core meridians, and it's going to start to get in there, and you'll feel this core calming, nourishing, grounding, strengthening effect. And it relaxes the whole nervous system, and you don't feel stressed, and you feel this calm focus. It's, it's more mellow than the uh, and grounding than the fit packets and maybe more strengthening over time as you're doing that because it gets in the core a little better. But as far as the upper chakras, like like in your head, in the, the, the mental, emotional, spiritual, in just this, this fresh well-being, this kind of magic sparkle that only comes from the berry off the vine, and only people like Ron, you can hear him talk about this, the difference between an extract and be walking through China in the mountains and just picking fresh berries and eating them right off the vine. There's this sparkly, fresh, amazing effect that you get right in your head. And that's what you get from the fit packets. I actually like to do all three. I put the capsules in my lineup, throw the capsules into your smoothies, throw the fit packets into the smoothies. But, you know, if you're the kind of person that got to get your herbs into your smoothies, you can do that. But Shazander is so special. I don't like to throw it and mix it in with a whole bunch of just general superfoods. They're not, they don't do, they're just not in the same class with Shazander. And they're not going to absorb the same in your body. If you've got no other way to take shisandra, by all means, I mean, make your smoothie and swallow a handful of shisandra caps with it or throw them in and let them blend up if you don't mind the taste mixture. Um, just take it. But if you make a warm tea at a certain time of the day, and warm teas just have a faster absorption, more of a shen effect, they, they smooth off the edges and they enter all the channels and the meridians really well. And when you shisandra is such a magical herb, if you do a strong dose of a tincture and tea, you're going to feel that. If you could get into a daily habit of doing that, that's fantastic. And, and to boot, because we have the, the fit packets available, it's like having a little dose of the herb right off the vine. You should carry fit packets around with you and pop those anytime you want throughout the day. And there really, to me, is no limit of how much shisandra you could take. I mean, I, I just had six fit packets in a row before starting this interview. And as I'm looking over my notes, I'm just like, I'm just feeling happier and happier and smiling and feeling this clear clarity and this high. And I'm thinking, gosh, why don't I do this all the time? Why don't I carry this back with me? Everywhere I go, I just keep eating them everywhere I go. Give them to people. If someone's asking me a question, they're stressed out, it's just hand them a packet of Shazandra Fit and ask them to take this first and sit on it. Because it's like, you know, the American, Native Americans with the peace pipe. You, your whole disposition will change after you take one packet of Fit. Right? Like in, like in 15 seconds. 30 seconds, or a minute, for sure. If you take two, it's even better. <laughs> At the Longevity Warehouse, we carry the actual whole berries. We carry the uh, powder, and we also carry the sort of tincture extract special delivery system. You touched on the tincture of the Three Sisters formula. What would you recommend for someone who's just starting out, someone listening to this interview, and they're like, you know what, I'm interested in Shazandra. It sounds like it would be interesting. Would you go and recommend for them to purchase, for example, like the whole berries or the, the powder down? Uh, version of the berries, what would you recommend? And, and then how would you use it? Like, would you just use it to start by using it in a tea, for example? 
Well, first, thanks for, for pulling up the name. That's right. It was the three sisters. That's Jing Herbs formula with Shizandra, Goji Berry, and Longan in it. And I love that formula. And that's a real easy formula to do. And I kind of use that formula a lot of times to just I'll put, I'll squirt it onto um, a raw organic ice cream like I had last night at Pure Food and Wine over here in New York City. If if you really want to get in, into an herb and really learn it, you got to do it by itself. And I really feel like sitting with the herb, putting it on your tongue, biting into it, chewing it up, really feeling it, feeling the flavor, feeling the energy of what a pungent and acrid herb is like and what the sour and what the bitter is like is the best way to learn it. Now, the fresh, the fresh shizanderberry, it, it's I'd, I'd have to agree with Ron Teagarden on this. It's got almost like a high. That's why I brought up noni before when I was mentioning about what would be similar in another medicinal system. I brought up noni. When you eat noni, you get like a high. It, it's like it's like a full body high, and it's not something like you crash from. It just gradually wears off. Shizandra has that when it's fresh. It has this like amazing, like enlightening body high that doesn't cause you to crash later like a drug would, but actually just somehow it wears off. You're not sure when it wears off, but it just kind of does. So that's that's the energy that's behind Shizandra. That's the possibility that's there, and you approach it any way you can, and if you ever get a chance to have it fresh, it's an experience. Awesome. So, Truth, just, just to conclude for our listeners, if someone wanted to make a nice warm tea, which I'm really, I've been really jazzed ever since David uh, did the gynostema interview with you. I've been doing gynostema like every single day, like it's going on a style. Would a yeah, very, very good for you if you're holding water. Yeah, it's been fantastic, and it's been, it's just, I just can't say enough amazing things. The one thing I noticed actually was. We just had a record three days of heat here. We had one day that was 98, another day that was 102, and then we had another day that was around 100. And and I saw that, you know, when I woke up and I checked my, you know, on, on my weather app on my phone, and I thought, oh, this is going to be really brutal. But, you know, I wanted to go down to the lake because it's been so cloudy and cool lately. I just thought, I, I, I don't care how hot it is. I'm going down to the lake. I'm going to get some sun and do some reading. And I went out, and it was it was definitely 100 degrees. My car temperature said 100 degrees. But when I was out there, I didn't sweat. I didn't feel the usual uncomfortability. And people all around me were complaining about how hot it was and sticky and they were all sweaty. And I was shocked at how, it, to me, it felt like it was just about 80, maybe even less, like 78 degrees. Like, it felt really comfortable to me. And it felt it felt just like a very moderate temperature. And I thought, could this be all the adaptogenic herbs I'm taking? Is that possible? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. I've noticed the same thing. Uh, anything that puts the body under stress, you know, like old people in New York, they die in the winter because it's so cold. And the body has to adapt to an extreme stress of the season, and it just doesn't have the jing. And then the jing is like your adaptability, and your adaptability is the measure of your life. And you run out of adaptability. That's it. You're gone. And you can't adapt to that stress. Well, when the heat comes, that's another stress. And I've noticed when I was less unhealthy, when I was more unhealthy in the past, and we had some hot waves in, in heat waves here in Los Angeles, and it was also smoggy and muggy because of the, you know, all of the, and just the environmental talks of the air quality in a big city like L.A. combined with the heat. That everything, you just slow down, you complain, you're dragging, everything is difficult, you don't want to do anything, you're just trying to, it's like it's murder being in your own skin. You just want to go to a movie theater, you know, where it's cold or something, and, and escape. And you can't really, you, you don't really, can't really function um, at a very good level. Level. So I noticed as I got healthier and healthier, and I was doing these herbs, I didn't feel the heat wave changing. Yes, I knew it was going on around me, and I heard people complaining about it, and I knew it was the talk of the moment. And, you know, it was, and it's on the news, but it wasn't really affecting me. I mean, a lot of people can't sleep when it's that hot. They're out. They're going to Home Depot and buying air conditioners that they can install in their windows really quickly, out of the blue, because you know it's difficult staying inside even when it's that hot. And when you when you have a good health, um, health beyond danger, you know, is is a saying in tonic herbalism. But you you can adapt, and you don't feel this change. 
and it's easy. You, you still sleep pretty well, and you wake up, and you function well, and, and your body is more resilient, and that's going to add to longevity. And the Taoists understood this so much that they would actually, they would change the time they exercised during the day or the foods they ate. They would change lifestyle things several weeks, a few weeks or so, before the season actually changed so that their body was ready for the new change that would come with that new season. They would try to prepare themselves before that slight stress change of a new season because they knew by doing that they were so in harmony with the seasons and the years of their life that they would adapt so smoothly to all forms of stress, seasonal changes, whatever, that it would, it, they were, you know, they could never be thrown off their place of balance. And by doing that, by always sleeping at the right time in the format and getting up at the same time and always eating at the same times and walking at the same time and never doing things into extreme, never being overexcited, never being super depressed, by, by not ever getting too, never defining themselves by things outside of them in the world of sainthood and always being centered in the Tao inside and centered in the flow of the seasons, always in the moment throughout the day. Such incredible balance would, would equal extremely long life. It's just, it's, it's all of our, you know, egoic ups and down craziness that, um, that, that really throws the system more out of balance. Now, when you're young and you got a ton of jing, it feels like you can, you can, you can go out there and create stress on purpose and conquer it because you feel, in, you know, you feel immortal. You've never sensed your mortality. You don't really need to, you know, so much strength you can maintain balance. But, um, you know, Ron has a famous axiom. It's, we live in the world where he who survives the most stress wins. And even if you are not interested in being a Taoist and you're pursuing things that are more stressful in nature in the modern life, if you take these herbs, you're going to do better. You're just going to do better. You're not going to notice the stress as much. You're going to be able to focus on the joyful aspects of what you're getting out of your life um, that you that you want, and and your 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 mental, emotional, and physical body are going to be able to adapt better to to all of the things that come along with it that can be uh, stressful. This program was brought to you by thebestdayever.com. Thanks for listening.